This is the Connection Christian Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Hope this inspires you and builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. We're glad that you're here with us. Hope you have got your your worship on this morning because it's been a a powerful morning already just to just to be able to gather in spirit and and to celebrate the truth that God has not forgotten us that God is here with us that God is leading us to it and through it that all, all of these things are are important for us to be reminded of constantly this is, my, this is my favorite Sunday to preach because it's the Sunday, it's the last Sunday of the year. It's the last Sunday of 2020 and it's the, and it's the Sunday before the new year starts. And, and this week, like Abby said, this week is just full of potential. This week is that time that we get to let go of the old and press into the new. And this is the time that we get to think about what what God has in store, what God is is moving us toward, and and this year, it, this year's been a doozy. It's been a a year that we will talk about forever and ever, right? It's it's just it's just an incredible time that we have lived through. Um, when 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 we when we look back at the stats of this year. Right, I guarantee you there will be a lot of, during this last week of the year, on TV and the news and, and different places, there's going to be a lot of statisticians just going crazy. They're just going to be, you know, nerding out on the numbers because the numbers are incredible this year. We've broken more records in more areas than any other year. I saw on the, uh, on the weather that the, the weather has broken more records this year than any other year on record, right? That, that, I mean, what else could... No, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to ask that question. But, but, but here's the thing. This is all a setup. This is all preparation, you see, as, as, as unprecedented as a lot of the things that we're going through uh, are right now, and they're, and they're breaking records and setting new records and breaking down limits and breaking down walls and breaking down things we didn't think we could do or, or didn't think that was even possible, didn't think could come to pass. It's just, it's, they're just all tumbling down like dominoes falling over and over and over. And listen, I believe that the church is not going to be left out of that. I believe that the church is going to, in the next years to come, is going to lead the way in that. All God is doing is setting it up right now. It's exactly like what Jerry was talking about, that that God orchestrated everything in advance for what was about to come. When, when, When Moses led the people out of Egypt... All of that had been orchestrated years in advance. God had put all of that into place, into, uh, into operation, so that when it came to pass, it would be clear that it was God that was there. Come on. Listen, the, the, the sea that they walked across on dry ground, God put that sea there so they could walk across on dry ground. That was not an accident. That was on purpose. That obstacle that was there was on purpose 
so that God could show His hand. Some of the obstacles that we think we're up against right now, that we're looking at right now and saying, how are we going to get past this? How are we going to get through this? How are we going to make it over this? Listen, that is there exactly for that reason. So that God can show us what is to come. So that God can show us our hope for a new year. That's that's what I want us to go into this last week. This last week of 2020, this last week of the most ridiculous year that I've ever lived in all of my years. <laughs> We're going to go into this year. We're going to go into this week looking forward to a year where God is going to show His hand in unprecedented ways. Where God is going to release His power in ways that break all the records. In ways that, that shut down all of the things that we have put limits on Him with. Listen, Christian. Come on, Christian. Let me speak to my Christian brothers and sisters right now. Because I love you enough to tell you the truth. You're going to have to let go of some of your garbage. You're going to have to let go of some of your old traditional limitations that you have put on a holy, incredible, unfathomable God that wants to release His power on a planet that has gone to sleep. It's time to wake up, O oh sleeper. It's time to come back to life and to recognize that we serve a God who has no limitations. That we serve a God who has no restrictions. Come on. Listen, right now, we're meeting online. And listen, I want, you, I want to speak to you right now. We're not meeting online. We're, we're, not, we're not not meeting together because we are afraid of a virus. We didn't make the decision not to meet together in person right now because of fear. Because we're afraid of a virus. We also did not make the decision not to meet together right now because of government restrictions. Because the truth is, the government has kind of stayed out of it when it comes to churches. They've kind of said, churches, y'all go ahead and do what you want to do. Y'all go ahead and we're not going to mess with you, the Constitution and all, you know. So we didn't make the decision out of fear and we didn't make the restriction out of, a, uh, out of the government oppression because that's not happening. And if you are out there promoting that stop because the government has been really really good about that we're not meeting together right now in person because of love because we love our people and because we love our commu- our, our, our community and we'd want to be a part of the solution not a part of the problem So listen, we're not meeting together right now in person as a sacrifice. As a sacrifice to God, as a sac because listen, I would more I would love to have this room packed out wall to wall, shoulder to shoulder, every person I know in this room right now. I would nothing would make me happier than that. But we are offering this up as a sacrifice to say we love you and we love our community enough. To say, we are going to do this for your protection. We are going to sacrifice what we, believe, what we really want. Listen, a preacher really wants a full room of people. Come on. 
A worship team really wants a full room of people to worship with. Come on. It's a sacrifice. But I know this. I know this without a doubt that God does not ignore a sacrifice. That God does not ignore our sacrifice. That when we are willing to sacrifice as with, from the motivation of love and care and compassion. Listen, this is not... I'm waving my hand in the fist if you're listening to this in audio. <laughs> Waving my hand and fist in, in, in protest is not the posture of a Christian. The posture of a Christian is arms stretched out, hands opened wide in, in, in open generosity and love and care and compassion. Those are the weapons that we use against an enemy. Those are the weapons that we use. You see, the devil thought he had killed Jesus on the cross and all he did was empower him. The devil thinks he's killing the church right now because we aren't meeting together. All that's really happening is we're getting empowered. All that's really happening is we're getting fired up and we're getting motivated and we're seeing where our true allegiance really lies. And that's what I believe this is all about. We're not doing anything out of fear. We're not doing anything out of oppression. We are doing everything out of love. We are doing it all out of love as a sacrifice to God and that sacrifice on behalf of others around us. Because our goals here are to connect with God, connect with others, and to connect in ministry. And right now, the best way we can connect in ministry, the best way we can minister to the people around us is to is to. Not be together in person. But I believe we can be more together in spirit than ever before. Than ever before. Where are you, Christian? Listen, look, look to me in my eyeballs. Listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Where are you? What commitment are you going to make this week moving into a new year that has promise written all over it? Are you going to move into that protesting? Are you going to move into that shaking your, shaking your fist at the man? Are, are you going to move into that whining and griping about all of the things that you think somebody else should be doing better? You're not getting your way, whatever that is. Remember, I love you, but I'm speaking, the, I'm speaking to you. If it's offending you, then listen, it's not my intent to offend you, but use offense to recognize that there is something there that is, there's an open, exposed nerve that is getting stepped on right now, and God uses those nerves to protect us. Come on. Pain in your body, when you get, when you get hit in your body, when you get cut, when a ner nerve gets exposed, it sends a message to your brain that says, whoa, something is wrong. When you get offended, when you get, you know, cut to the heart, when you get convicted, let that exposure, let that pain, let that shock to your system alert you to something that you need to say, God, something is off here. Something is wrong here. I need to give this to you. I need to surrender this to you. Your will be done, not mine. I need your will. I need your promise. I need your purpose in my life. What is that thing that you need to give up to God? 
What is that thing that's under your skin that's gnawing at you, that's keeping you up at night and makes you angry and bitter and you know all of that kind of stuff? That's the thing you need to give to God. That's the thing you need to stop saying, I want to be right. No, you don't want to be right. You want to be God's. You want to be His. You want to belong to Him. Forget about being right. Who cares about being right in this world? This world is passing away. This world is turning into dust. It's falling apart as we speak. It's not about this world. It's about so much, something so much bigger, so much greater, so much far beyond where we are. And that's what I believe God is moving us into. We are moving into a new era. We are moving into a new way of operating, a, a new modus operandi. <laughs> we are not, what we did before is not going to work in the, in the future. Listen, Isaiah 41, verse 31 says this, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. That, that verse is so powerful because it's a reminder it's a reminder to a people. This, this verse was written over 700 years ago. No, no, I'm sorry. This verse was written over 700 years before Jesus came. By the prophet Isaiah. So that puts it about 20, somewhere between 27 and 3,000 years ago for us. And it's still as relevant today as it was the day it was written. If you put your trust in the Lord, if you put your hope in Him, then listen, here's what I know. When you put your hope in Him, you're hoping in something that will work. You're hoping in something that has delivered and will continue to deliver, that will not let you down. Come on. We're believing for miracles. I believe God gave us a miracle already on Christmas morning. Our little granddaughter, TJ, called us, said Eden has, is struggling to wake up she can't she's, she's very lethargic she says we've called an ambulance and we started and, and and we got ready we jumped in the truck we took off and we drove across town hyperspeed no traffic on christmas morning man you can make it across york quick especially if you speed god forgive us but all the way all the way there i'm not pleading with god i'm not i'm not begging I'm declaring, I'm declaring, God, you have to do this. God, you will do this. God, you are the God of promise. God, you are the one who does this kind of thing, and you will do it. That's not disrespectful. That's just, that's just changing the, the narrative in my mind, in, in my human brain, in the brain that the enemy wants to get a hold of, and that says, oh, but look at what's happening. Even on Christmas, oh my goodness, how could I? This is terrible. No, no, no. God says, declare. Declare my strength. Declare my power. Declare what I will do. It's not telling God what to do. It's declaring what he's already done. You, you've done it already. And when we declare what God has already done, when we understand that our hope will be renewed, that our strength is renewed, we soar like eagles and we will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint. We will keep on pressing in. 
Listen, here, here's one thing that I know. This might get somebody's attention, but I, I, hopefully it, if it does, then it's for you. Our hope for the new year is not based on a new government. Come on. It's not based on who's being elected or who didn't get elected, or who's still trying to be elected, or who's, you know, trying to figure out how to change something. I don't, forget it. Let it go. Our hope is not based on the government of, the, of people. Our hope is not based on the United States government, or the European government, or the Chinese government, or any other government. Our hope is based on the government of heaven. It is called the kingdom of God. And he is the one that is large and in charge. Because here we go, my second point, our hope is the, for the new year is in Christ alone. Christ alone. Back to Isaiah again. Isaiah prophesied this, for to us. A child is born. To us, a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders. Come on. Government will be on his shoulders. Not the shoulders of somebody in Washington, D.C. Not the shoulders of somebody in an election. Not, not the shoulders of a person, a man. The shoulders of God. The shoulders of the son who was born, who is Christ alone. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is no ordinary child. You see, around Christmas, we reduce Jesus back down to little baby, cute little baby Jesus. That is not how Isaiah saw him. Isaiah did not see him as cute little baby Jesus. Isaiah saw him as mighty God, wonderful counselor, everlasting father, the prince of peace. You see, marching into this new year, we don't need, it, it doesn't matter who's sitting in the seat in Washington. It, it doesn't matter who's sitting in the seat in Harrisburg. Or it doesn't matter who's sitting in the seat anywhere. What matters is who is sitting on the throne of your life. Because the throne of your life as we live with Jesus as our King, our mighty God, our everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace, then we bring something into the world because it comes to us and through us as the church. And church, it's time to wake up and get back to what we do. Forget all the politicking, forget all the, forget all the foolishness, all, all of the... <laughs> it's time to get back to building the kingdom of God. Not our own little special kingdoms. Not our own little private kingdoms. The kingdom of God. Not the kingdom of, oh, I want it my way. I need to have it my way. I need to be right. That is not the kingdom that we are building. We are building the kingdom of God. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven Forget the old ways. Press into the new. And press into what God is calling us to do. Our hope in the new year is not based on a new vaccine. I'm thankful for the vaccine. I'm thankful that they were able to produce a vaccine in record time. In time another record broken, right? Never in the before in the history of humanity has a vaccine been produced in such a, a, an amazing amount of time. But here's the thing. That's not where our hope is. That's not where our hope is. Our hope 
for a new year is based on the grace of God, the ultimate vaccine. The ultimate vaccine that changes everything. Because this vaccine will help us for a little while, temporarily. That vaccine helps us and saves us for eternity. Ephesians 2 verse 1 and 2 says this, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the rulers of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. He's talking about the devil, the, the principalities and powers of this dark world, the evil one who is coming against us and setting up against us. Verse 3, all of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. We were by nature, we were born into a, diverse, a, a deserving of wrath situation. We came in guilty. We, we, we came in with, a, with an impoverished spirit. We came in with, 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 with a depravity that was inherited through our ancestors that caused us to be sick already. And the vaccine, the thing that saves us, could only come from one place. Verse 4 and 5 says this, but because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even though we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. If there's anything that I can encourage you to enter into this new year with a heightened new awareness and appreciation for, it is the grace of God. Because when you, when you begin to when you become more aware of the grace of God, it will impact every area of your life. It will cause you to love more. It will cause you to worship more. It will cause you to be more compassionate. It will cause you to have peace. It will cause you to, to, to be able to rest. It will cause you to, to keep running and not grow weary. It will cause you to, to have endurance and, and to keep pressing in and, and to have a vision and have a hope for a future because that's what grace does. Without grace, we have none of those things. But because of grace, because of the grace of God, it is by the grace of God that you have been saved from this deserving of wrath. It is the ultimate vaccine that saves our soul, the grace of God, who is Jesus Christ alone. Number three, our, our hope for the new year is not based on a return to normal. <laughs> so, many, so many folks are just, oh, just can't wait till we get back to normal. Just can't wait to get back to normal. I just, just want to get back to normal. Just want to get back to my routine. Just want to get back to the way it was. Just want to get back to the old things that I was comfortable with. Listen, I, I, have, I have shattering news for you. And I believe it's good news. Normal is gone. 
Normal is no longer a thing. That thing that you once called normal is history, and it is past. It is gone and passed away. We are pressing into a new era. We're pressing into a new way of experiencing God. We're stepping into a new way of experiencing His presence, His power, His peace, His purpose in our lives, the things that He's going to use us for as the church, as the body of Christ. I'm telling you, He's been clearing out the way. He's been pruning it off. He's been cutting it back. And He's been preparing it to get ready for that which is yet to come. That's what I believe he's doing. That's what I see in the kingdom. That's what I know is about to happen. This is not This is not where we're going. What we have seen in the past, what we've looked at, what we know, it's not where we're going now. It's a new place. It's a new thing. We're going back another way. You know, the Christmas story, there's, there's so many facets to the Christmas story that we cover oftentimes. And, and one of the things that, that they told Mary and Joseph is, is, is you need to go to Egypt because Herod's going to kill all the babies that are under two years old. You, you need to go to Egypt and hide and, and, and protect. And, and then after a little while, the angel came to Joseph and said, you can go back now. You can go back now because Herod's dead. That one that was trying to kill you and destroy you and take you out, he's dead and gone now. But one of the things that they, that, that they said to Joseph is, listen, but here's the thing. you got to go back another way. you got to go back a different way. You can't go back the way you came. We're not just going to go back to normal the way we came here. We're going to go back a different way. We're going to go to a new normal. We're going to go to a new way, a new purpose, a new, uh, a new way of living that God is about to reveal to us. I feel, a, I feel a prophetic spirit all over this that God is trying to tell you it, it, that, that, that you are about to enter into a new route a new journey, a new way of doing life, a new way of thinking. And your old way of thinking is going to put up a fight. Come on. Your old way of thinking is going to put up a battle. It's going to try to hang on. It's going to try to stay there. But, but you, here's the thing. Take captive every thought, test it, make it approved of Christ. Say, Jesus is this way. If he says no, then throw it away. Stomp it in the ground. Is this the way? Is this the way? Look for the way. Turn your eyes. Focus your attention on the author and perfecter of your faith because he is the one that's going to lead you into the new way, the new era, the, 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 the new thing that he is doing. Because here's what I know. Our hope for a new year is based on God's promise. What has God promised you. Your faith is based on whether or not you believe God's promise. Amen? When, when you have received a revelation from the Lord, when you have received a word from the Lord, when God has told you something is going to happen, but what you see out there doesn't look anything like what you're thinking, what God is saying to you, forget what you're seeing out there. Remember God's promise. What has God promised you? Get in His Word. Look at how He's promised others. Look at what He told other people was yet to come, was, was on the way, when their circumstances wasn't anywhere close to that. <laughs> because our hope 
for a new year is based on God's promise. Back to Isaiah one more time. Isaiah 43 verse 16 says, this is what the Lord says. And I believe this is just as relevant today as it was 2,700 plus years ago. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Listen, what has stood in your way this year? What has stood in your way this past decade? What, what, has, what has been after you trying to take you down and trying to take you out? What has been your enemy? What has been your nemesis that has stood against you and kept you from moving in the direction that you've tried to go? I'm telling you right now, this is a prophetic word for us right here, right now, that God is snuffing it out like a wick. He is removing obstacles. He is opening ways where there were no ways, and we are going to see the hand of God in ways we have never experienced before in our lives. I believe it. Does anybody else there believe it? Put in the chat. I believe it. Claim it for yourself. He will, he's already said it, so he has to do it. You have to do it, God, because you already said it. That's the thing. And God's ego is not so tender that he gets offended by that. He said it, so we would know he has to do it. And he's going to do it. And our faith will release it when we believe. When we step into it. And what do we have to do to do that? Well, look at the next verse. Verse 18 in Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says this. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Forget the former things. And do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Don't you see it? Can't you see the signs that are written on the wall? Can't you see the hand of God at work in all of this mess? Don't you see the things that we could not control, could not make happen, are happening? They're breaking records. They're tearing down strongholds. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Come on. I am making a way where there was no way. I am making a path where you could not see how to go. That's what God is doing. There's, a, there's another verse that I could have just thrown in there. It just comes to my mind. And it's this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn and turn from their wicked ways. And I will hear their voice from heaven. And I will heal their land. You see, we need God to heal our land. But more than we need God to heal our land, we need God to heal our hearts. We need God to heal our hearts and our minds that have been ravaged by the enemy. That have been torn by, by, by the principalities and the powers of this dark world. Where we have gotten off, out of focus. 
and we've started placing our trust in men and, and, and people and women that are, that are in high places, high offices, rather than the one true king. We started trusting in systems and, and in organizations or, or portfolios or stock markets rather than trusting in the almighty prince of peace, the one who can make it all happen. It's time to turn back, church. It's time to refocus, church. It's time to look to the author and perfecter of our faith that leads us into the promised land that leads us into the place where he created us to be. He put the obstacles there so that he could show his hand strong. Don't be afraid of the obstacles. Celebrate them. <laughs> be happy about them. Because that's where God's going to show off. That's where God's going to show up and show off. Right there. So lean into it. Press into it. We're going to celebrate communion together. Man, was there ever a time where God showed up and showed off like he did at the cross? You see, when, when Jesus went to the cross, the church, which was maybe 120 people, were looking around at each other thinking, what is happening? What, what is going on here? How can he die? How can he how can he leave us? How can we be left all alone by ourselves? How can we be quarantined in this upper room? <laughs> he hasn't left us. He's right here with us. It might look like it on the outside in this world, but if you look through your faith eyes, if you say, Lord, give me eyes to see and ears to hear what you are saying, I believe we will begin to hear a new song. We will begin to hear a new voice. We will begin to hear new prophecy that is, that, that is based on God's promise. And there with the disciples looking up the cross, they saw his body that was broken. They saw with their natural eyes what looked like the end, what looked like it was over with. They saw that body that was battered and bruised. The crown of thorns on his head to mock him. This here's your king of the Jews. <laughs> Jesus humbled himself. Not only as a man, but all the way to death. So that he could defeat one thing he leaned into because Jesus in that moment leaned into his obstacle. He leaned into the death. He leaned into the cross, the thing that represented the destruction of all. He leaned into it and he said, not my will, but yours be done. And he gave his body on that cross. Did you receive the body of Christ that was given for you? From that cross, his blood dripped down. It dripped down into a world that didn't receive him and didn't deserve him. And that's why we call it grace. Because even when we were rejecting him, mocking him, 
He was still loving us. He was still releasing grace on us. He was still compassionate toward us. He looked down at the soldiers that had beat him and he said, forgive them, Father. They don't understand what they're doing. And with every drop of blood that rolled down that old rugged cross, His grace was released into us to give us life, to give us hope, to give us a future, to give us a connection with God that had been broken by sin and He restored by grace. Receive the blood of Christ. Listen, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you haven't made that offering to Him, here here can be your year-end offering. The offering that you bring to Him can be your heart, can be yourself, can be your life. Because when you give your life to Jesus, Jesus' life comes into you. And if you just meet Him right there where you are, and say, Lord, I don't want to do it the same old way. I don't want to just keep repeating what I've been repeating. I want a new way. I want a new life. I want a new song. I want a new purpose. I want a new hope. So I put my trust and faith in you. And I receive your sacrifice as my own. And I lay down my life so that you can take it up. I want you to be my God and my Savior. I give it all to you. Listen, if you pray something like that, there's no magic formula. There's no special words that have, God knows, the, God knows the desire of your heart. And if your heart truly desires Him, then He knows that and He is right there to receive you as His own. If you pray that for the first time, let us know. Just put in the chat or email us or something. Let us know that God is working in your life. So we can help you move, move into that life that God has called you to. Listen, as we close out this incredible year, this unprecedented year that we will be talking about for years to come, I want it to be the beginning of a story, not the end. I want it to be the beginning of a story that says, yeah, that 2020, man, that was a year. We did this and we did. We walked uphill barefoot to school every day. <laughs> we couldn't even go to school in 2020. So we stayed barefoot in our pajamas all day, all day long. Don't let that be the end of your story. Yeah, we went through 2020, but do you know what happened? in 2021. (laughs) Do you know what happened the next year after that and the years to come after that? Do you know what God did after that and how God showed up after that? That's going to be our story. That's the new story that we tell. That's the story we look forward to and we lean into by forgetting what is in the past, forgetting the former things, not dwelling on the past because God is doing 
a new thing. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the technology to be able to gather together like this right now as we just offer this time as a sacrifice to you, as an offering up to you, Lord, to let go of the things that we would prefer to do and do the things that declare our love and compassion. Your, your word says that we will, we will be known by your love. So God, shine your love through us. Lord, I pray right now as we close out this unprecedented year that you move us into an unprecedented life that is marked by your power, by your strength, by your miracles, by your hand at work in us and through us every single day as we see the mighty hand of God in everything that we do and everywhere we go. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope that you will move into it with power and strength and hope and faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great one. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. Without you, the work we do at Connection Christian Church wouldn't be possible. If you would like to give online, please visit c3christianchurch.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, take a moment and subscribe and please share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.